another episode of the Off the Pine podcast. Uh, Jack here speaking, joined here with my good friend and co-host, Trid. Here we are on a Tuesday evening. Great slate of basketball happening. and uh, We, we might good... be in the, on the midst of a Woj bomb. I mean, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll, probably, we'll probably talk about it when it happens next week. But as of right now, the Pacers and Raptors are in hot talks. To send, uh, you know, Pascal to Indiana, the alleged traded three first-round picks, Bruce Brown, which kind of is a bummer for Indiana. I like Bruce Brown a lot. Come playoff time, he's a great guy to have. And then Jalen Smith and Obi Toppin. I like Obi too. Like, ugh. it's a it's a hefty trade for Pascal. It's a hefty trade, especially when he said, "I want to test free agency no matter what." Which is crazy. I feel like Indiana can't do that deal unless they get an extension, like inked that. Like right after the trade, like yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because like technically that's tampering, I believe to like already have cool. a. Can he not sign? Is he not like is this not an extension eligible period? He's eligible, but he he came out and said I want to test free agency. So I think he wants to see free agency. I think it's difficult when it comes to trading. I don't know if you can like I don't know if you can talk to a guy before you trade for him. I'm not a thousand percent sure on that. Legal. Well, I mean like. I, I was like, I'm saying in the actual trade itself, like when they get, like, I feel like you would have to get Pascal to agree to like, if they're, they're going to make this trade, you'd have to get Pascal to agree to like an extension or something. Like, like a sign and trade. Ex- like, exactly. Yeah. Like you're leveraging like a lot of like, you're like OB and three picks and Bruce Brown is a great player that you could have on that team next year too. Like for just a rental of Pascal Siakam, like he was, in the end of his prime, like it's kind of a, you know, I would want some uh, some insurance on that, you know. Yeah, I definitely, I, I we'll talk about it when it happens for sure. It still hasn't happened yet. It's up in the air, but I I don't I don't love it. But well, that's for you know that's not here nor there. But outside of that squad, uh, we have a great four quarters of NBA content tonight. We're gonna da- dance around. We're talking trade teams got a couple of teams on the docket to chat about and then uh, we're going to end with our with our all-star selections yeah baby so, uh, let's go so i thought for our uh, our first quarter topic we could kind of go with uh, a team that's been banged up they're uh ooh, they're, ooh. Ooh. I, have, I, have a, I have a lifestyle thing i would like to share with the folks oh so like- uh i've not drank any alcohol in uh 15 days now i'm doing dry january folks uh, i've been in the gym I'm quitting vaping. My last one just died. I'm a Zen man now for the time being. Uh, Trig is focusing on health and wealth and basketball this year. Watch out, ladies. Watch out. Wow. Watch out, big business, because I'm standing on business. That's I it. Mean, That's all I got. All right. We can I, talk about the Grizzlies. We can talk about the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is like a team. Like I, I said it. Like, you had them in your playoffs, and I was like, absolutely not at the beginning of the year. I'm like, I just knew, like, with the, with the Joss suspension, I'm like, this team is just – I just didn't see them surviving. They just weren't deep enough for me. They didn't have enough scoring outside of Bain. Like, I just didn't think they'd survive the suspension. In addition to Josh just being out for the year, and God damn, he looked so good for those few games. It's so good. I don't think I had them in my playoffs. I think I thought you did. I thought you did. You had them a lot higher than I had them. To put it like that. But either way, and then Desmond Bain's out for six weeks. I mean, you already lost Steven Adams again for the year. You lost your bouncer in the club. Like this team's like absolutely depleted. 
Yeah, like so, yeah. think they just they, you, you go in tank mode, but like you you have four teams that have a huge head start on you in Charlotte, San Antonio, Detroit, Washington. So you're kind of just in a shitty position. Like this draft is it's not a good draft. I'll it's, put it bluntly. It's not a good draft in comparison to some of the recent ones we've had. Um, especially yeah. like th- there's not top line talent where there isn't a guy I look at. I'm like, yeah, this guy's a star. There, I don't. There isn't that player in this and, draft. And, you know, there are guys, there's been those guys in the past couple years and, you know, next, the year after this draft, you know, the, we have the big name Cooper Flagg coming out that people are pretty hype on. But, you know, this, okay, what, what are you doing? You know, you sorry, sorry. Doing, I, actually clicked, I actually clicked on something. Jeez, my goodness. Well, yeah, this Grizzlies team, yeah, they got Bane out for six weeks, Marcus Smart out for six weeks, Jake LaRavia out for three weeks, Brandon Clark it's supposed to be coming back around the trade deadline, hopefully. But depending upon where the season goes, Doesn't I mean, they matter. might just let him let him ride. Derrick yeah. Rose has been banged up all season long, and then yeah, Stephen Adams and Jaw out for the entire oh, season. Yeah, I feel like it's, you and me kind of said it too. Like that Marcus Smart trade was just like, I you and me were kind of the same page. We're like, I don't know about this. It, like, like Tyus was running with the starters like the last two years and winning games. Winning games. Like Tyus was a winning player and like Marcus is just out of his prime. He doesn't look good. He's a fucking brick offensively. He's not nearly as good as he was on defense like as he was a couple two three years ago. I mean he's just they, they got him like way out of his prime. Like and the fit was just weird. Like that Tyus trade is just really biting them in the ass. And just like the whole like thing about hoarding their draft picks. We're going to hold on to the David Roddy's and Conchars of the world and just, like, we're just going to keep all these guys because they're going to develop one day. We, we're going to develop. We're not going to trade for Mikhail Bridges. We're not going to trade for Ananobi. We're not going to try to get, like, just just idiocracy, just, just poor fucking management. Just a mismanaged team. It, it, it's, it's tough because – I mean, it's yeah. I we were both on the same page. The market smart trade didn't make sense. They were trying to band aid, put a band aid over the whole. You know, we're losing Dylan Brooks, our star, yeah, uh, premier defender. So that's why they went out to get you know a, a, a previous defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, and which yeah, you know, that, you know maybe a contention for that one. But exactly your point. It's mismanagement in the sense that their young guys haven't really turned out. I mean, Roddy has flashes. Laravia just they, hasn't. I think they got Kenny Lofton. They got rid of. Was it Kenny they Lofton? Got, they got rid of. They got rid of Kenny Lofton, and now he's on the Sixers uh, G League team. Which I mean, I yeah. he played. He started one game for the Grizzlies last season, he and he had, 40, he had a forty ball. So yeah, dude, he's a dog. I mean, they, they just like for some reason want to just hoard these like G like cusp G League players. Well, they, they, do, had, they had all the assets and picks to go get guys like Ananobi in the cap space to go get guys like Ananobi and Mikhail. Like they just didn't like, which they they needed to do. They needed like an upgrade somewhere. They needed I, to get better. I will say, with um, looking at their their numbers, they they have a lot of money on the books, and yeah, the three, the big three. Next next season, they're going to have $183 million in contracts, which is past the first apron. Yeah. Uh, I believe it's flirting with the second apron. I don't have those numbers right next to me. Mm-hmm. They definitely – it's looking like they're probably going to be trading Luke Kennard at this uh, trade deadline. He has a $14 million team option. They'll probably try to get rid of him or also just cancel that team option for next year. 
when it comes to trades, it's really all that jumps out. I mean, like maybe Marcus Smart, but he's going to be injured when they trade him, so the team's really going to have to want him. I will say I've been poking around the Grizzlies, and they do have two young guys that have been showing a lot of promise, and it's it's Gigi Jackson Jackson, and Vince Williams Jr. Both these guys, both these guys last night, Gigi had 23, 6, 1, 2 steals, 2 blocks. And then Vince had 24, 7, and 4 with two steals and a block. That is the one value of losing all your top-end players is that you're going to figure out if you have young talent. And if they can get two wins like this for the price tag that they're on, it will help them be able to come back and build a competitor around Ja and Bain and Triple J. But definitely a lost season for the Grizzlies and – as we said, no top end talent in the draft. Even if you know you might end up with like the fifth highest odds, and maybe you win it, maybe you win. Yeah. But like, it's it's. I mean, it's still early. It's only January. You know, obviously, players can really blossom during March Madness, and we'll see more from our uh, from our foreign yep. players. I don't know. I this is just a. It's. I don't even know how you really talk about a team that has so many injuries and really nothing else going. Yeah. Through. I mean, they just like they gotta go the next year. They just gotta revamp the team around them as much as much as they can. Between, I mean, Bane's like Ja, Bane, and JJ are really good players. I mean, Ja's like it's absolute stud. You know, Bane is. I don't want to say he's one dimensional, but like, for I mean, is he worth? Is he a is he a fifty million dollar player in a retro in like in a vacuum? Is he worth fifty million dollars? Like. I don't think that's his max. I think his. I think he's on a. I think he's on a thirty thirty million max. I don't think he is. I think he's on a fat ass contract. I think he's in the forty to fifty range because they they pay that motherfucker. There's no way. Um. Oh wow. I guess. Oh, I guess. Okay. So next year he's making thirty four. Um. Yeah. In his final year, the five year deal, he'd be making forty four. So. Okay. Yeah. Are, yeah. He's are, making good money. So he's um, making- and then JJ's a great defender. I'm like, I'm still, I still think he's kind of overrated in my opinion. I just he can't play the he can't play the five. I mean, they have yeah, he's, he's too small. He's too small. So that's I think that's like an inherent flaw that this team has. I mean, I like yeah, like they miss they miss Stephen Adams. They really miss him. And it's looking like they don't even really have the money to. <clears throat> I mean, they can keep him next year, but he's getting older. They're going to have to draft. I mean, he's been injured the last two seasons. I don't even think he's worth holding on to. He's just been hurt the last two years, and he's getting older. He's, like, past his prime. I'm not even sure if it's worth it. Yeah, I definitely uh, – I mean, we've watched this Grizzly – the sad thing is, at least for from my Timberwolves fan perspective, was that, you know, the Grizzlies-Timberwolves games became, became a little rivalry. First yeah. the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then even that, that entire season going into – this past season, these Grizzlies and Timberwolves games were electric. Ja versus yeah. Ant, it was so fun to watch. And gotta wait till next year, man. <clears throat> Ain't gonna see any good ones this year. No, I mean, I I have I think I have tickets to the game on Thursday, and it's like I I'm like I'm not even I can't go because I have class. But like even if I could go, I don't even think I would want to go to that game. Dude, that's a waste. It's a waste of a game. It'd be yeah. fun. <laughs> It's not even entertaining. Shout out to our sponsors at uh, Bally Sports Network for sending us those tickets. We appreciate it. Thank you, Off the Pine. Um, well, I don't really have anything else on the grid. Nothing. 
Okay. Um, let's go to the second quarter topic. Let's talk about, let's go to Sack Town. Talk light about the, the beam. Team. Light the beam. Yeah, beam team. Interesting. I, yeah, the, the Kings have been one of those teams that have been kind of just wrapped around in a bunch of trade talks. Um, whether it was Zach Levine or Siakam or, I mean, oh, it was Anobi for a bit, but obviously that already happened. And I don't know. They're sitting at fifth in the West. Um, you know, five games back from the Timberwolves. Um, I don't know. I, I just like the Kings are just like, I mean, they're a great team. Obviously Fox and Sabonis are, you know, having another year where they're playing outrageous all NBA level. And I think they're just kind of like reeking of desperation because they just feel like they're kind of capped out to like a first, second round team in the West. I mean, they're not even they're not they just aren't at the threshold where the Clippers are, where the Wolves are, where the Nuggets are, um, where the Thunder are right now. They just just aren't there. They're in that middle tier of the West. They just like the, all these teams got better, and they just didn't. Um, I mean, Keegan Murray, you're like he's getting better day by day, but like that's like the one. I mean, how long are you to wait on him to become a All Star, like cusp of like close to an All Star? I mean, I mean, just yeah. a couple, just like a week ago, he almost broke Curry's three-point record. Yeah, dude, they, I, oh, Mike Brown is, oh, he should have let him keep going. I don't, he I was don't know. So hot, he's scorching. I don't think you can have a young player in this league, uh, with his like size and ability and potential, physically, just even. I don't think you yeah. can have a player like that get close. To, well, he tied Curry's record. I don't think you can have a guy with those two things going for him and, and trade him this young in his career. When you're no, already... no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. He's off the table. He's completely off. Keegan Murray's completely off the table. Yeah, I have like, untouchable. What, what the guys that they would move? Like, let's say they they want to take Levine. I think it's a fucking horrible trade. I have but I have, I have two players that I think they should be down to trade. And it's Kevin Huerter and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, well, those are the guys that would have to go. Oh, first of all, that's a lot of shade on Harrison Barnes. I kind of respect Harrison Barnes. Do you know exactly what you're getting out of him each and every yeah. night? Like, I don't know. He's so reliable. He's just so re- – I would love to see Harrison Barnes in a Bulls uniform. I'll take Kevin Huerter too. He's a great shooter. Screw it. We have the Kobe White anyways. We don't need Zach Levine. We played – but, like, I feel like Levine's lost value. Like, mm. the Bulls, like – played better without him and as soon as he comes back they look like shit again like yeah i don't i don't think the answer is levine and not obviously it's not going to be siakam anymore the way uh tonight's looking yeah so i don't really know who the option is i but i do i do get the point it's like the team has all their first round picks except for this season which is going to atlanta um i don't see why you don't try to make a splash and add some talent you know, their fifth place in a tough Western Conference. You could argue the teams above them have had made leaps over them. I mean, the Canes were, what, a two-seed last year, if I'm not mistaken? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like, they, they face a more experienced, you know, championship, like, caliber team or championship pedigree team, the Warriors, and you saw what happened, and Steph just outplayed Fox. And, I mean, Fox wasn't hurt that last game, you know, who knows, but – um yeah i mean any, anything's possible but this you know this team has shown that uh they're missing maybe they, I need, an, they need another guy they for sure need another guy and and he can be a three 
Like he doesn't like Fox is your number one and Sabonis is your number two. I think you can get away with getting a three and be a competitive team in the West. I don't think you need to get someone better than Fox or Sabonis. No, not necessarily. Like Anobi would have been perfect for him. I agree. Um, but I don't know if they. I don't know if Anobi's putting them over the hump. I think Levine would just. Ugh. I think that would be ugly. I just think it would be ugly. I don't like Fox and Sabonis. I don't like a Fox or I don't like a Fox and Levine backcourt. I don't know. Maybe I don't, so, I don't, so maybe I'm so turned off to Levine nowadays. I just like he like I this is like a, a football comparison. Like it's it's hard to I mean this isn't quite on the money because this guy's won is like been in the playoffs more than Zach, but like Zach Levine is just kind of like empty calories, Dak Prescott. Like <laughs> like dude, like this dude just is not a winner. And when like He's just not. He'll put up a bunch of. He'll put up a shit like great stats and like he'll get a shit ton of garbage time like stats. Like this dude is just exactly like, like I used to love the guy, but like he's just empty calories in my opinion. And I think teams are starting to see that when they saw how well the Bulls played without him. And I when and like with the injury problems continuing, like we haven't heard Zach Levine talks in weeks. No, it was it's really gone. hot, but we haven't heard anything in weeks because I don't think anyone wants to touch him. It's gone, it's gone radio silent. Especially with he, the money he makes. I don't think anyone wants to touch him. No, and I don't I, – I, I don't – so exactly where it's like where, you, where you're, you're the kings, it's like is – There isn't there anyone out there. Is there, there isn't anyone move to make? So if there's no move to make, I don't blame some some fringe moves on the side if it includes a Huerta or a Barnes. Maybe – I don't know what that would be. It's, it's I just, just I just don't think there's a move out there for them to make. Like I know, like I was reading something not like today that like there is an offer for Mikhail Bridges for the from the Nets. Apparently, a team offered four first round picks, and Brooklyn said no, and they're like dead set on not trading Mikhail. Like that would be a great player for the Kings to go after. Um, I agree, but they. I mean, the Brooklyn Brooklyn won't trade him because all their first round picks are going to Houston. So, yeah, you can't really tank i mean granted they're in different conferences but well they would have got four first round picks for him if they traded him but it's got yeah but where would what late 20s if if mikhail bridges is on the kings you know i mean like they're they're gonna yep. be a top five seed in the west for the next x amount of years yep but this, yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't think there's a move for them to make maybe they could do something small um like in the buyout market or you know maybe make like a just kind of add a little bit more depth to their bench but Overall, I don't think there's like any teams, anything this like the teams can really, or I don't think there's anything they can do to like get above that threshold that they're kind of stuck in. Currently, at this at this break, at this coming trade deadline, I would agree. There's nothing they can do right now, but I mean, yeah. all it takes is at the end of the season. Who knows? Maybe someone wants out. I is Donovan Mitchell a crazy name for the Kings? Um, if he were to become available, I bet the Kings would fucking swing for the fences. That's one name that I was thinking. They've been, about. They've been the Knicks. They've been the Knicks are gonna be swinging for the fucking fences. I don't think the Knicks will be able to do it now with their current roster construction. But that's just unless they get rid of Randall, which with the season he's having, I don't think they're just gonna get rid of him for us. Then replace him with a smaller player. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, have many other comments on the Kings besides. They're a fun, fast team, and it'll be interesting to see if they make any moves. If they do, they'll be small ones. But I don't. I alongside you, I don't think they're going to make any splashes. 
come this February 9 trade deadline. Uh, well, we can move into our third quarter, our second half of tonight's podcast. We have a very uh, weird team, a very weird team that we've been hearing murmurs about all year. That I'm just so I'm just so confused in the direction of this team. We're going to uh, I was sorry, I was trying to make like a rapper reference. I just like blanked out. We're going to A Town. Um, going to the I'm trying to think what amigos and Twenty One Savage call the Atlanta. But either way, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. I I could not right, tell. I, I, sorry, uh, I didn't like. I thought I had like a like a clever like rap reference in my sleeve, and I kind of just dropped the ball there. But yeah, we're talking about the Atlanta Hawks. Um, just... speaking of speaking of dropping the ball, let's talk about the front office of the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, this what yeah, is... this is very confusing. I'm just very confused in what they're what they're doing. It is like, confusing. Dejounte Murray's like suddenly available after they just paid the guy like. Talking about maybe trading him to the Lakers, like talking about maybe trading him back to the Spurs. <laughs> like, um, and I don't think the trade DeJounte fit is bad. I don't think it's a great fit. I think, I, don't think I think you almost are in a place where I mean the mix between Trey and DeJounte has not worked. No. And it's not going to work the way that this roster no. is currently constructed. Maybe you try trading, you know, Capella. Maybe DeAndre Hunter, and then I mean, then maybe they've been the trying duo. to trade. Then they've maybe they've been the trying to Capella for a while. They they have, and I'm I'm shocked. Uh, I mean, Capella's he's definitely definitely past his prime. Um, he's got a one year, twenty two million dollars left on his contract. That's next year's total, which is kind of a high number, but. I mean, the Hawks team is really interesting. They're supposedly sellers. That's what came out a couple weeks ago. Via the uh, via the Twitterverse, and I mean they traded three first round picks to go get Dejounte Murray. They traded a twenty five and a twenty seven unprotected first round pick and a twenty six swap rights to their first round pick, and it hasn't worked. This team has been sputtering. They're playing worse than they did after the trade last year. I don't know about the whole Dejounte back to San Antonio. I don't really. I think that's purely. It's just, interesting. It's interesting. Like I mean, I think that's, they just want a better feature guard for Wembenyana. So like, I kind of, I, I get it. I get it. No, that's that's just rumors. Um, I yeah, don't. I don't think that'd be so funny if they brought him back. That'd be hilarious. It doesn't make any sense. I yeah. I do. I do want to say that yeah. I mean, he has four years, one hundred and fourteen million dollars left on his contract. Big number for a guy that isn't really a three and D type player, but he needs the ball in his hands to, to thrive. So it kind of puts him in a weird uh, pigeonhole, I guess, for what teams would be looking to get him. The one thing that I yeah. am starting to become the, Lakers, the Lakers taking DeJounte is just not a, is not a needle pusher for me. No, no, it's not a needle pusher, but I do um, I, here, let's start with this. Are there any other players on this team that you think they should trade for or get rid of? of like um, I mean, it's like Hunter's just not looked as good as he has and like as I think as they hoped he would. Um, I don't think there's really any moves for them to make. I don't see Akuma's on their radar, but like if he goes to the Pacers, then, you know, that's that's wraps. Um, the whole like – so I want to talk about like Trey Young. I'm like what – like the Trey Young slander – 
Like, Trey Young's honestly gotten almost underrated this year. Like, his biggest, like, knack was, like, the efficiency thing. And he's shooting, like, he's shooting the shit out of the ball this year. Like, 30, uh, 38 from deep. And, like, he's averaging fucking 28 and 11. Like, he's not the problem. Like, he's not. I know Trey Young's not a good defender, but he's giving you 28 and 11 on, like, sh- shooting the shit out of the ball. Well, uh, I saw that I don't have it right in front of me, so the number might not be correct. But I saw that Trey Young leads the league in uh, clutch time steals. Ooh, I like that. Which is, you know, when the game is is within uh, five minutes in the fourth quarter and you are between five points of your opponent. So I want to talk about Trey Young. And that's why I asked, is there anyone else in this team you think there are any trades for? Because Trey Young just became... The uh, this let's see, um, he became the fastest player in terms of games played to reach ten thousand points, three and a half thousand assists, yeah, thousand three pointers made, and he did it in three hundred and ninety games. Okay, the other five guys on the list to even do it are Curry, Dame, Baron Davis, Tim Hardaway, and Kyrie. The quickest one out of those five. Steph Curry, right? He did it in 513 games. So you're telling me that Trey Young did something that only five other guys have ever done ever, and he did so in 200 and let's see, no, that's wrong. In 123 games less than Stephen Curry. I mean, this dude, as you said, he's he's practically underrated, and the one rumor that I saw that I am really I'm honestly pushing for it. And I mm-hmm. saw a Trey Young trade to the San Antonio Spurs. Oh. I oh, think the, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the, the, the two man between Wendy and Trey would be insane. That would be insane. It's, oh, dude. Think about it. You, oh, you trade. have a crazy two man game. That'd be so good. You trade back if you're San Antonio. You trade the Hawks back those first round picks that they got in the Dejounte Murray trade. Yeah, you pick up you pick up Trey Young, and now you have a electric starting point guard who can go out and get you thirty and ten plus dimes. <laughs> Wemby and Trey will lead the league in uh, lob passes and lob dunks to each other. Oh, easily, easily will, by a wide margin. This would be, be close. Could you? I mean, because if you look at this Spurs team, obviously we're talking about the Hawks, but I do think this is a great idea purely because you're watching the Spurs team. They're not even playing Victor over 25 minutes a game, which is blasphemy. Stephen A. Smith, where are you? Yeah, and he's averaging like damn near 20, 11, and three blocks and like a steal and a half. Like, it's playing, ridiculous. Playing bench player minutes. And I think watching Victor, you know, he he wants to win. He wants to play. You need to put someone on this team that allows yeah. them to compete or he's just, he's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I get this, the whole, this offseason, off like, and next, or like slash like next year, they're like, they need to like make a move to give him somebody. Cause this dude's like ready to go. He's ready to like jump out the gates and be like an all-star next year. He's exactly. And I don't know. I, I just, uh, cause if you're the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young has, let's see, I don't know how many, he has, uh, he's under contract for the next three seasons, but the clock is ticking. And yeah, you got to figure out he, what you're doing. If he's looking at his fellow draft class guy, Luka Doncic, who has been having an amazing career like him, but has continually been in the playoffs minus one year, 
And, you know, they've traded for Kyrie. They've traded for Chris, Chris Stapps. They've made moves. They're continually making moves. They're always their their name has been in the in the running to trade for guys like like Siakam. And if you're Trey Young, you got to be thinking like, what's what's happening here? Like, I, we play in Atlanta. Why can't we go out and get some All Stars? Like Dejounte Murray hasn't worked. Clint Capella yeah. is like Oneka and Jalen Johnson are nice pieces, but like their guys are still developing. I don't know when they will like actually let Oneka like loose and like. Like, I don't know, but I mean, if you're the Hawks front office, I think realistically you have to trade Clint Capella. And I don't know anyone wants Clint. No one really wants Clint Capella. That's I bet I bet you could trade him to the Lakers and get like some seconds, and I think you'd do it. And on top of that, I I think maybe I maybe Hunter, but I definitely think you trade Dejounte Murray and you try to get someone to replace him, so you can see what a lineup of Trey Young. And uh, Jalen Johnson and Anyeka Kongwu, plus whatever guys they get in return, can sort of be done. It, so, um... if if there's any potential with that, and then there's and then it's like, okay, what are we missing? Oh, we need a four. Oh, we need a yeah, two. And they they've been bad this year too. Like they were a lot. People were like really high on the Hawks this year. I know Zach Lowe like had them at like a five or a six seed. Like there's people that were really high on the Hawks this year. And it's just like Trey, Trey's not the problem. I just want to make that clear. Trey Young is not the problem. No, he's not the problem. And the solution has to be finding guys that play well with him. And yeah. they and just so, haven't done a good job of that. So far they have not done a good job. Landry Fields has done a poor job of being the GM when it comes to building around him. Granted, you know, the the Mavericks have done a poor job of building around Luca to some extent, but they've kept trying and right now the Atlanta Hawks are being stagnant and they're not really trying anymore which I don't know I don't know how you can be in that front office and you see the stat coming out that what he just did let's see I don't know what day this was um yesterday this came out I don't know how you don't see that and you're like well we need to do something or we're gonna get fired and yeah yeah, that's that's the only thing I would say. Um, let's see any other comments about the Hawks. No, I mean this. I was high on them, but I was high on them this year too. But I don't know. We'll see. They're they're an interesting team to watch. They have a lot of pieces that could move around, and don't know if anyone really wants those pieces quite yet. I don't know. They, I mean, Trey Young's just the most interesting piece. If they're gonna move, they're gonna do a full-on rebuild, or if they're gonna try to, you know, better build around Trey, it'll be they'll be interesting to watch out for. But yeah, well, that's it. I don't got any more about it. Okay. So, okay. Well, I think uh, I think we all know what time it is now. It's time for the fourth quarter. It's coming down. We got two teams battling against each other. Um. Yeah, fourth quarter. I think. Uh, I oh, think it's yeah. time. Oh, this will be a fun one. It's my favorite I'm... time of the year. It's all star picks. All star picks. You know, we're doing a little bit later this year than previously. We usually would do it at the beginning of January before before the first returns of the all star uh, voting came out. But we're a little bit later. Doesn't mean our votes are any worse. Uh, well, I think. 
we'll kind of go about it like we always do. We'll say our starters, and then we'll go around and say our bench players. So you want to start with the East or West? Um, let's start with the East. Start with the East. Cool. So, so the three three front court. Sorry, I'll I'll start. I'll let you do do. I'll do mine. You do yours, and we'll yeah. kind of do a snake. We'll do a snake. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do reserves or let's do starters? Starter, starters, reserves, reserves, reserves. Yep. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. So front court players for East, super easy. Joel, Tatum, Giannis. There shouldn't be three other guys. Um. The back court, Halberton's a no brainer. The next one, you know, the other couple guys that are in the mix here, but. <laughs> I think recency bias has a big part to do with it. He's had a great year. His team's playing really good. Um, I'm going Jalen Brunson as my second starting guard for the East. Um, over Mitchell I, and Maxie. I picked him over oh, Mitchell and Maxie. Okay, so I have the same front court, you know, Embiid at the center, Giannis at the four, Tatum at the three. And when you look at the the backcourt for the East, like you said, there's so many guys that names should be in this list. You know, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey are all guys that really yeah. flirted with these spots. But Maxey's cooled off a lot. He's cooled off. And yeah. It's really a two I feel like it was a two man race between Brunson and Mitchell for me. I don't know about you. Um Donovan Mitchell, yeah. And I just genuinely believe that uh, you can't have two starters on an all-star team unless you're in first place. So I have the same as you, Jalen Brunson and Tyrese Halliburton for the East. Love it. All right, Jack, give me your reserves. No, no, we're doing starters. We're doing West starters now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, West starters. Okay, yeah, give give me your West starters, man. Okay, starting lineup in the West. Um, I'm going to go easy first. I think the easy selections is the backcourt. You know, SGA and Luca, they've had yeah. the best. I don't year. think SGA will get it, unfortunately. I feel like Steph's going to end up getting it. But yes, yeah. SGA should be the starting guard with Luca. Yeah, it's. I mean, I also think it's an, an important thing that. Um, I mean, I, I, when we do these lists, they are what we think should happen not what yes. we think will happen because yeah. of voting and stuff. So this is what yeah. we actually believe uh, yeah. should Absolutely. happen if, if we were controlling it, not if we're trying to guess how people will vote. Because um, those are always different. Um, LeBron's name would be said much earlier if we were trying to say what will happen instead of what should happen. So yeah, SGA and Luca, I think, are clear-cut backcourt starters for the West All-Stars. And then for my front court, you know, I have Jokic, man in the middle, and alongside him, I have Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. You probably might be thinking, you know, wow, Anthony Davis and Kawhi. And uh, okay. that's cool. Um, so I have the same backcourt as you have SGA, Luca. Um, I have AD, Jokic as well. I have Durant over Kawhi just because Durant has been just an absolute demigod this year. Like his shooting splits are just absolutely like like redonkulous i mean absolutely just out of this world he's having mvp season too bad none of his teammates want to play like he, he's like 36 5 like the over like 55 56 from the field like 50 almost like 50 from deep like the dude's been just an absolute just unstoppable force of nature offensively so i have durant um then going so let's go to our reserves well, for the wait, 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 wait one second i just want to um i i get that i get that 
But at some point, it's like, I mean, the only reason why I have Anthony Davis in here where you would say this in our, where I'm going to go against my argument, but, oh, they're 10th in the West. Why is he in your all-star? Well, he's having his best, arguably his best season of his career. He is going to be top three in Defensive Player of the Year voting, and he's playing offensively like a monster. He's looking like yeah. he's looking like he did in the bubble offensively. So I think AD makes a lot of sense. The Kevin Durant thing is just tough because I think if you have to look at Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard, I think Kawhi Leonard is just on a better performing team, having more team success. Yeah, it's and valid. He, he's on my All Star team. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. That's uh. He's, he's been like a top six player in the NBA the last month, like last month, month and a half. Yeah, I get. Like I totally get re- it. Re- recency bias. I just feel like I feel like Kawhi has the edge over KD, but that's. Yeah. Uh, nor here nor there. Let's hear your West reserves. Um, okay, so over two guards, um, I got Steph, Fox, three front court players. Because, um, yeah, so just for our, our listeners, so there's two guards, three front courts, two wild cards for the reserves. So two guards, I got Steph and Fox, three front court players. I have our Sabonis, LeBron, and Kawhi. Wild card one, Anthony Edwards. This last one is so hard. The last wild card spot is so difficult for me. Because part of me is like, the Wolves are number one seed in the West. We deserve two All-Stars. Yeah. People said that, are saying the same thing about the Celtics. That's how Jalen Brown is making a big case. Like, hey, the best team in conference should have more than one All-Star. But then there's like Zion Williams... I think Cat had a better is had a better year statistically than Zion too, and Paul George like there's uh I mean Chet's not quite there yet he's had a great year but he's not there. Nope. Um, Chet, Chet and Wemby are no fringe. Like, like, Goon is another fringe guy. Um, I I, I feel like I have to, I don't know if they'll pick, you'll get picked but like I want to put Cat. Just because, like, as, like, the best team in the West, second best team in the league, like, I feel like the Wolves should have two All-Stars and Cats just subtly been having a really solid season. Like, 21, almost 10 boards, shooting the shooting the shit out of the ball. Like, I think the Wolves should have two All-Stars. Like, you got to reward the best team in the conference. So, I went with Cat. I don't, so, think Booker, I don't think Booker's played enough games. So, your West bench, again, say it one more time altogether. Steph, Fox, Sabonis, Kawhi, LeBron, Ant, and Cat. Okay. So my bench looks somewhat similar. Uh, my two guards, I'm going Anthony Edwards and De'Aaron Fox. Yep. And my three front court players, I'm going LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Rudy Gobert. And then oh God, for my the wild card. From a Get wild the fuck card, out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that. Over my, Sabonis? Yeah, over, and then my front court players are going Stephen Curry and uh, wild Sindhu. card, Sindhu. Yeah, wild oh card. my god, oh my god, get the fuck out of here with that. Oh and my god. The reason why I have Rudy over Cat because um, and Sabonis for that matter, Rudy is arguably leading the Defensive Player of the Year metrics. He's been the most consistent player other than Anthony Anthony Edwards on this Timberwolves team, and he has by far been the most impactful on our number one defense and our number four net rating team. This team would never be first in the West if it was not for 
Rudy okay. Okay. So I think Rudy would deserve an all-star nod over Carl Anthony Towns, even if Cat is a better offensive player. When it comes to consistency and who's been the best, I would say Rudy has been the second best player on this Timberwolves team. Okay, that's and all Sabonis, right. Fair, fair. I like, but why is like good over Sabonis? You need to give me a really fucking good explanation. Sabonis is having like a really, really good year. He's I, having arguably his best year. I I just don't I don't I don't know. He probably I have I have an asterisk over Sendoon because like it's really It's Sabonis. It's Sabonis. I just it probably I just don't like putting two guys from the same team on an all-star team unless they're first. Yeah. Dude, he's averaging 20, almost 13 boards and eight assists on 61 from the field. The bonus is absolutely there over St. Good. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you have it. It's a fair justification. I'll let you have it. That's It's well, just let's... like, it, it's tough. Obviously, like, I don't know. I don't, it's so... Yeah, yeah, you said it. It's cool. It's cool. Go to your Easter reserves. I'm moving on. I'm not going to get into the whole Sangoon. Sangoon's had a great year, but I'm not going to get into yeah. it. I, He's had I, a great year. Great player. He'll be in all-star games for in, in the future. I don't think he's making that. I don't think he's making this one. He'd be like a quick – if someone's hurt or something, like Sangoon would probably be one of the first guys to get put in there. But Well, yeah. my East reserves um, for my two guards, I'm going Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell. I think that's pretty mm-hmm. easy. And then for my three front court players, I'm going Jalen Brown, Bam Adebayo, and Paolo Boncaro. And for the two wild cards, I'm going Tyrese Maxey and Scotty Barnes. Okay. Um, that's a pretty fair team. Um, so for my guards, I had uh, – it was Maxey, Mitchell – Three front court players. I also had Paolo. Um, I don't like love putting Jalen Brown there, but I feel like he just like for the Celtics being the best team in the league, like they you got to They ha- they have to have two All Stars, and Brown obviously is the second most valuable player in that team. He's had more of a down year this year, but like it's just hard for the Celtics' success this year. I think it's impossible to leave Jalen Brown out of this. Absolutely. I know there's been the whole Derek White conversation, but like, come on, Brown's more valuable than Derek White. Like, he's the second best player on that team. Um, Derek, White, well, Derek like, White is averaging the just a little titch better than what Jaime Jaquez um, Jr. is averaging in Miami. Yeah. So, yeah, so yes, he's have, playing great, and yes, he looks amazing on this Boston team. But if, if there's no way Derek White is an All Star over Jalen Brown. Like, yep, I was... agreed. Yep, exactly. Um, I mean, like, yeah, Derek White is a phenomenal role player. He's not an all star. He's a phenomenal role player, elite role player. That elite. is who he is. Elite. elite. If we had, if we ever make, maybe at the end of the season we make a. He's the uh, fourth, fifth best player on a championship team. Yes, that's what he is. I think maybe we even make a role player, you know, rankings, a role player ranking system. Maybe that'd be yeah. a fun thing to do. But, but yeah. He's a role player. Right. He's not an all-star. Keep going. Yep. So, uh, yep. Again, I had Brown for those front court. I had Brown, Paolo. Just because, like, the magic for the year they had, I think they deserve a guy to get into the game this year. And I think Paolo, but, you know, he's been the, their lead guy. So, I have Paolo. Bam was a no-brainer for me. Um, and then my wild cards, I have Trey Young. And then uh, Trey Young and Dame. 
Dame. Yeah, Dame is Dame is I know. I Dame, I was pandering between Julius Randle, Dame. Um, I know. I hate Ron. putting Randle on the All-Star team, but he's like he's probably the first guy that gets in if someone's hurt. Yeah, I I get it for Randle. It's just like it's so tough when it comes to choosing two players from the same team. Like the Bucks have been great this year. The Bucks have been great. I know Dame's like in comparisons had like a down year, but he's still averaging like 26 a night. He had a fucking crazy game winner. The that other game night, ever. like yeah, that came like dude the that like game. it hanging in the air, fading away, like that was ugh. just so crispy. Just, just watch it. I just, don't, I just don't think Dame is like yeah. I don't think he has his foot on the gas right now. I think Dame's like for the first time in his career, Dame does not need to put his foot on the gas during the regular season. I think he's been like playoff time. I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna see the beast get unleashed. Two things. Um, that game winner. From the behind angle, so if you're watching him from behind, just take that pick from Brooke Lopez and yeah. go cross court, move to the left, fade. Watching that ball move in was like, I think that's his best, like physical game winner, like situate not situational. Like obviously the Paul George over Paul George is a more important game winner, and when he was against Houston, that was a more important game winner. But when it comes to like his physical, like coolest, best game winning three pointer, I think that it, I think that clears. Yeah, oh um, yeah, it was crazy. Just like the spin on the ball, the hang time, the way he faded away, was crazy for sure. But yeah, so those are those are uh, all star teams. But I I do agree with you. I don't think I don't think he has his foot on the gas. Uh, I think he's just figuring out his team, and him and Giannis are still figuring out their yeah. their tandem. So I. Come playoff team, I think I'm really excited to see what he can do next to Giannis. Um, oh yeah, it'll be fun. Well, Any overtime yeah. thoughts? I do. I do have a couple. Um, I have one. I have one. Okay, so, yeah, start it off. People are, here's my Bulls. My Bulls take. We had Michael Jordan. We had Derrick Rose. Been waiting for the next next coming. <laughs> Who's the next? Who is the next Messiah? And then out of nowhere, the kid from North Carolina, Kobe White, is next up. He's him. I was hiring him in the draft. And he's come. He's here. He is the next to save us. He is the next of kin. He is the next MVP of the Bulls. It is Kobe White. Can't convince me otherwise. Um, well, I definitely am going to clip that and put that on TikTok just because it's too funny not to. This is like, just trade Zach Levine and the Kings and put Harrison Barnes and Tevin Winter around Kobe White. It's his team. Just make it his team. Like, Kobe was winning games for us when Zach was gone. This guy was dogging teams. He's got his confidence. He's shooting the shit out of the ball. He's a fucking speedster. He's he's a beast. He's a beast. It's Kobe's team. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have no comment. I haven't watched on today's, it. On today's episode of Manic Bull Fan, <laughs> I, I haven't watched a single Bulls game this year, so I honestly... I barely don't. watch the Bulls. I watch all the highlights, but I really don't. Like, I can't stand watching them play a full so, four quarters. Um, I have I have I have two things I want to say. One is kind of a one's kind of a joke. Do you want to hear the joke part of my overtime? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Okay. Um, so I recently found out that um Trig has been charging uh NBA lead pass to my credit card. Wait, what? Yeah, gotcha. How? Oh, you know. You Wait, know. are you serious? Yes, yes, I got Wait, I, yeah, I actually how? 
I just got the the year league pass. It's been renewed, and I Dude, was I like, don't even I do, I haven't used league pass all year, so I don't even know about it. Well, what mean, that that makes no sense. I don't know who else would have. Uh, no, I I don't I. I don't have you can check my devices. I have not watched League pa- League Pass all fucking year. Well, um, if you're uh, interesting, interesting. Uh, because I remember you used to have League Pass. Yeah. Was it hooked up to your YouTube TV? No, it's it's hooked up through my NBA account, which I uh, gave yeah. to you to use, and now I, it seriously has a new purchase order for sixteen ninety nine for this month's League Pass. Does it automatically renew? Because I, I literally didn't even know I shit, I would have been watching more games. But yeah, no, I don't even <laughs> I don't even I don't even know I have it. I haven't okay. even used it. Okay, okay. Well, um moving on from that, um there are there are two things that are really quick. Um so have you seen anything about the Clippers wall? Uh so no. the the Clippers in their new stadium that they're making are gonna have uh behind one of their baskets, it's going to be called The Wall. And basically, it's going to be like college basketball in there. You cannot cheer for the opposing team. You cannot wear opponent's gear. Um, Tickets can be only resold for those seats on like a Clipper marketplace. So it'll only go to Clipper fans. That's sick. And uh, you can get season tickets just for those seats that will range between $5,000 and $25,000. That's cool. I like it. I think that is the coolest idea for a new stadium. And I hope that when the Timberwolves get around to building a new target center, where they obviously won't call it the target center anymore, RIP. When that does happen, it'd be electric if we could have something similar to this. And my final little overtime metric, unless you have something, is... Uh, no. Zach Lowe just came out and said that he is done for being a voter for uh yep oh yeah i did i did see that on his podcast i get it there's a lot of stress i think he just wanted to alleviate the stress he doesn't want to be held accountable for because zach Lowe has like his definitely has like his crazy like opinion like his analytic opinions and he has his favorite so i i I totally get it i get it it's interesting though i mean he's one of a hundred voters for that stuff and i just think it's i mean kendrick perkins has a vote i mean like I don't know about that. <laughs> don't know about that. It's questionable. It's that's a questionable vote, but it is interesting to see Zach Lowe, who's ha- who's been a voter for probably the last ten years, come out and speak on the fact that he doesn't want the responsibility slash he doesn't want people to be holding him accountable for not making certain clauses in their contracts or not being able to vape available to make more money in the future. Uh, so yeah, go Zach Lowe. I think that takes a lot of cojones to do. Well, yeah, Tyler Kidd? That's, that's real as hell, man. Zach Lowe's a real one. I'm a big fan. We both are big fans. But yeah, well, that was a electric episode. Maybe we had next week we can talk about this potential Woj bomb. But excited yeah. to see what the I next think, week uh, has in store for us. We'll, we'll definitely, whether we record on Sunday or next Tuesday, we'll figure that out. But in the meantime... Remember, there's no more riding the bench. It's Jack and Trey. And we're off the pod!